Dateline, October 2nd, 2011. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 167. Grant, uh, what can we do this week that's different? What can we talk about? What do you reckon? Oh, it's got to be something big. It's got to be something different. It's got to be something cool. Oh, I've got one here. What about ACCC approves Qantas and American Airlines Alliance? No, boring, boring, boring. Boring, okay. Well, we might shelve that one for next week. I know. Here's something we haven't talked about for ages. Qantas and strikes. Oh, lots no. of strikes at Qantas. <sighs> dude, 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 dude. Boring. Everyone's striking against Qantas at the moment. Oh, Baggage what? handlers, TWU, Rampies, the works. Oh, dear. All right, then. Well, you pick one. What about the Dreamliner coming to Australia? Ah, Dreamliner. I tell you what, I've got a great story here. I'll give you a hint. Uh, now, in fact, oh, look, before we're we... not going to talk about the late liner? Okay. <laughs> oh, the late liner. Okay, well, look, here. Have a guess at what... There's a big story this week. Uh, what if I play a little theme music just to get you in the mood? Okay. Have a guess. Oh, what goes up must come down. The Aussie dollar's dropping again. Well, it is. But well, yes, but this is not a finance show, Grant. This is not a finance oh, show. okay. Um, was it to do with round and round, spinning wheel? Oh, the Ferris wheel. Yes, Ferris wheel, and not Ferris wheel, as I saw it quoted in some American media this week. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, you know, they just got the accent wrong. But uh, So it's not Ferris Bueller either, is it? No, it's not Ferris Bueller. Bueller, Bueller anyone, it's your wheel. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, uh, actually, Grant, uh, a lucky save here, and lucky that there were no fatalities here, and a, uh, actually an aircraft known as a Cheetah S200. Now, um, I don't know much about that aircraft, but anyway, we'll move on from that. It's uh, a, uh, well, it's actually an RAOS registered, technically an ultralight, under 600 kilos, two-place, side-by-side bubble canopy kind of aircraft. So it's like a light sport aircraft in the US for us. It's uh, an RAOS, Recreational Aviation of Australia. Now, this is an aircraft, of course, uh, flying uh, into a Ferris wheel at a uh, fair in the New South Wales uh, mid-north coast town of Tarini. That's a couple of hundred k's north of Sydney. Uh, we're not really sure exactly what happens, and of course that will be a uh, subject of an Australian Transport Safety Bureau investigation, one would think. Very lucky that it didn't topple a Ferris wheel, and uh, as I said before, very lucky there's been uh, nothing more than uh, a few injuries. Yeah, apparently indications are at the moment that the two people on board were trying to land at the nearby little airstrip. There was a fair going on. Uh, they tried to land. They had to do an aborted landing, uh, putting the power in to go around. Some people have said, based on some Google Earth assessment, that the uh, Ferris wheel in question was about 180 metres from the runway and 45 metres off the centre line, which sounds pretty drastic to me. I'd be surprised that they were allowed to put something like that so close. But yeah, apparently doing a go around, climbing up, going back around, and and uh, I guess with the nose-high attitude, they just didn't see that the Ferris wheel was right under them. And smack, they hit it. Now, there were two kids of 9 and 13 who were on one of the carriages. Fortunately, not many other people on it. I think that there was no one else on the Ferris wheel. Uh, it did hit one of the carriages and get wedged in the Ferris wheel. So that saved the pilot and passenger on the uh, on the LSA. Uh, the other two kids apparently kept very calm and were pretty cool throughout the whole situation. Took three hours to get the guys out of the LSA. Took about an hour to get the kids down uh, via a cherry picker. But everyone down and okay. And yeah, obviously those Ferris wheels have got a pretty good lateral support mate because something around 600 kilos hitting it at about 50 knots 
did pretty well. Yeah, it did pretty well, although I notice here in a couple of the articles I'm reading here online that uh, that, that will be a focus of the uh, safety invest- air safety investigation that will ensue, uh, and they, they're going to look at why the Ferris wheel was, uh, in fact, so close to the airstrip. And, uh, you know, well, uh, as you say, uh, it's still still pretty close. One would hope that they took the relevant safety precautions, uh, you know, and they're, they're quite stringent when it comes to uh, placing uh, buildings and structures mm. near, near runways. Uh, let's just hope that, uh, you know, everything was legal there and uh, perhaps there was something else that went untoward. Yeah, they were just very lucky that when they hit it, they got tangled up in it. Otherwise, that would have been a long ouch down to the ground. Well, uh, let's move on uh, to uh, talk about a subject that our historian will, will love us to talk about. Now, uh, what, what what's that, David? If you're recording this, you're, you're dead meat. Yes, we're talking about tankers. and uh, ah! Yes. In fact, we're talking here about uh, the now former Royal Australian Air Force uh, uh, 707 tankers that have been retired now for a couple of years. Uh, actually, Grant, I thought they'd actually all been uh, disposed of and broken up, but it uh, actually looks like that they're in storage and they're actually they've uh, been bought by the uh, US company Omega Tanker. That's right. They've decided that they'll pick up these uh, XRAF 707s and that are pretty old, but are sitting at Richmond, somewhat mothballed. They're going to take them on and use them because they're finding there's a fair bit of work available for uh, private tankers. But uh, yeah, don't worry, folks. We won't make this a big one. This is actually good news. It's aircraft being returned into the tanking business. And yes, we won't talk any more about it, will we? No. No, except that we might mention that the, uh, the aircraft in question here are Alpha 20-623, 624 and 629. They've all been re-registered uh, with uh, US civilian registrations. And actually, Dash 624 has been noted this week doing some engine run-ups. So uh, interesting stuff. Those are quite old aircraft, in fact. But uh, Ex-Qantas. Ex-Qantas. There you go. So uh, good to see them uh, back in the air, I guess. Uh, I knew that it would please you, David. Yay! <laughs> I think he's still cowering under the microphone. So there you go. We'll leave that one there. Now, uh, just in uh, response to the uh, Grill the Geeks question from last week, and uh, one of the listeners there was uh, talking about the Albuquerque box effect. Now, uh, of course, uh, as we all know, <laughs> he says, sounding wise in retrospect, that's all to do with hot air ballooning. So, Grant, take it away and explain to the listeners what the Albuquerque box effect actually is. Yes, that's right. When it comes to hot air, turn to Grant. Hang on. Wait. But anyhow... The Albuquerque box effect. Basically, a box effect in ballooning is where you get winds going at about 180 degrees difference, depending on height. You'll have winds going one direction, for instance, taking you towards the north. As you take off, you start heading towards the north, you have a nice flight, you rise up, can be 500 feet, 1,000 feet, can be a couple of thousand feet. You get into a layer of different air coming back the other way, and it will actually be taking you towards the south. So if you look at your uh, flight path from the side, you go along, go up, come back, and then you can come back down, and sometimes you can land very close to where you took off. That's known as box winds. It's called flying a box. And in Albuquerque, that happens very often. In fact, they use that for the uh, Albuquerque balloon fiesta. A lot of the crew will take off, fly towards Albuquerque, wave at everyone, go up, come back and land again pretty close to where they took off. Very common in Albuquerque, thus the Albuquerque box effect. It does happen in other parts of the world, just not as common, not as reliable. You know, in fact, we have had it happen once here or twice here in uh, Melbourne. I think it was every couple of years. I myself would love to get into this kind of flight because, you know, it's great. You can fly out, go up, come back, wave at everyone again, oh, go out, fly yeah, out. I you should have known better than to get him off on that tangent. Well, look, we'll just let Grant run with that until next week. I'm Steve Fisher, and that's Grant McHeron. Cheers, folks. Bye.